Welcome to another edition of The Chat, where we talk about all things Chatham. I'm Catherine Glasby, Public Information Director for Chatham County, and with me today is Nick Beard, our video producer, who is kind of behind the curtains today. He's the Wizard of Oz. That's what I like to call him. Hello, Good Nick. Good morning. I am the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's better than the man in the high castle, right? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually finished watching that series yet. That's that's kind of a freaky series. But anyway, I digress from what we're supposed to be doing today. Um, today we are, are joined by... Uh, Danielle and Esquina, um, they are the neighborhood liaison officers for Chatham County PD, and we're going to talk about what that means in a minute. But before we get into that, I want to talk to each one of you just to kind of set the stage of who you are. So Danielle, we'll come to you first. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. So my name is Danielle Pimentel. Um, I'm 24 years old, and I've lived in Savannah for 12 years now. So before Chatham County, I originally started in Chatham County in December, so I've been here for a year now. Before that, I was with Savannah Metro Police Department, so I was there for almost two years. Mm -hmm. um, before that, I was a waitress for okay. a long time. Just my whole time that I worked, um, I was always in a restaurant. Why did you want to become a police officer? So my grandfather was a police officer. Um, I had a couple of friends that were police officers, and it's just something that I always wanted to do. I always thought it was, like, really interesting and fun. Um, I'm, like, really big about helping other people um, and just all of that. So I went ahead and I went through the academy, um, and then I started with Savannah Police Department, and I really just loved the job. Um, and so then when I came to Chatham County, I loved it still, but then we got – this position came out for the neighborhood mm -hmm. liaison officer, and it was just really more about engaging the community with the police department and interacting a lot. So I put in for it, and then I got mm -hmm. signed on for it, and it's just a lot of fun. It's just really great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, Mrs. Queen of White <laughs> over here. We uh, Full disclosure, we've known <laughs> each other for a little while. Yes, yes. Uh, knew you in your previous position. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to let you talk about that in a minute, but tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am Miss Queen White. Um, I was born in Petersburg, Virginia, and grew up in Hinesville as a military brat. Um, when I graduated from Georgia Southern, I ended up moving to Savannah, <clears throat> excuse me, working uh, as an ambassador for the city. And then I I worked as an ambassador for a short time, and then I started working at Crime Stoppers um, with Savannah Chatham Police Department. Um, and after that, I started working for the city as a community outreach coordinator. And when the departments demerged, the opportunity came about for me to have the opportunity to go to the academy with the police department. So I joined Chatham County Police Department in the first class about almost two years ago, whenever we come up to our anniversary. <laughs> I can't believe it's been two years yep. since you went through the academy. Flew by fast. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, so we, we know each other from Crime Stoppers. Right. Of course, that was where I worked previous to the county. Mm -hmm. And then when I left Crime Stoppers and came here to the county, I went on the board of directors for Crime Stoppers. And that was about the time that you came on mm -hmm. as the, they call it an administrative assistant. Yeah. It's a jack of all trades. You do <laughs> everything. And you were phenomenal at that. Thank you. Um, we, were, we were very sorry to lose you, but I'm very glad that you came <laughs> over to CCPD because I've gotten the opportunity to work with you over here. And it's been amazing mm -hmm. to see you. Uh, grow right. and really do what you want to do. I can remember talking to you at Crime Stoppers and you said, I really want to be a police officer. 
And and when we were hiring, I was like, oh, I know somebody. I know somebody we can recruit. Um, so I'm very happy to have you here. Let, let's talk about the neighborhood liaison position. What is that and, and why would there be such a position within the police department? So basically our role focuses on community-oriented policing, um, Everyone knows that Chief Hatley, he's really big on community policing, and he encourages our our entire department to um, practice community policing in our everyday roles. But um, our roles give us the opportunity to focus on community policing while we have patrol and everything like that. They can focus on patrol, and then on the backside, we focus on community policing where we look for opportunities to partner with residents, businesses, different organizations, agencies in the community to reduce crime and um, contribute to like the quality of life for our residents in our area. And so I'm assuming because we have basically two, two precincts, mm-hmm. So one of you is east side, one of you is west side? Yes. So I'm on the east side, so I work the islands and all of the Whitfield area. Mm-hmm. And Sweden's on the west side. Yep, I'm on the west side. So I have Georgetown and the Ogeechee 17 corridor, 204-95 corridor for Argyle area and all of those on the west side. Everything on the west side. <laughs> right. The west side's huge, right? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, east side is actually huge, too. It it's is. just, it's like... Scattered. It's just it's scattered. scattered. Like, I have all of the islands, and then I go all the way out towards the landings, Isle mm-hmm. Hope, Burnside, Whitfield, Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you go almost all the way out to Tybee, too, because we were talking about right. that with mm-hmm. Chief, that Spanish Hammock is actually yeah, right. incorporated Chatham. Stops at, like, the Crab Shack area. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you, I mean, you guys have a lot mm-hmm. of people that you're talking to every day. A lot of businesses you're working mm-hmm. with. I think that's all. That's all wonderful because if you don't have that community engagement, if you don't have that partnership, policing just doesn't work real well. Right, right. it's very difficult to mm-hmm. police without it. Yeah. So Danielle, tell us about your typical day. What it, What is your typical day look like? And I know I'm setting her up here <laughs> because there is no typical day. Right. So um. Yeah, the, every day is different. Um, it just depends what I have to do. So sometimes I'll have emails um, about community concerns or community issues, like, you know, maybe like parking violations or, um, you know, trash in the area. And I'll address those um, those emails or I'll go out and I'll go to like the schools um, and we'll do things with like the children. So maybe it's um, when you have the younger kids, it's kind of like you just talk to them about police work. They come out and they see your vehicle and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have community meetings that we'll go to. So like neighborhood associations and stuff like that will attend their meetings. Um, but every day is different. And then, so some days if I don't have, you know, like emails to address or a meeting to go to, you just kind of get out into the community and just engage yourself. So you check on the businesses, make sure everyone's okay. Um, you know, you talk to people that are walking around in their neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's just building community engagements and community trust within when Chief was here, we talked a lot a bit about relationships, mm-hmm. and that's building those relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. Because in order to have a partnership, you have to have a relationship yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a very important that you guys are out. Because it also, on the other end, when you have someone in the neighborhood, you know, if, if you guys are out in my neighborhood and I've gotten to know you, mm-hmm. and I know that you're, you're Officer Danielle, mm-hmm. okay, and I've got something going on in the neighborhood or I suspect something, I'm probably a hundred times more likely right. to say, hey, this is happening over mm-hmm. here. Can you kind of keep an eye on it? Can you check mm-hmm. it out? 
Do you, I mean, do you guys right. find that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another great thing with like this position and then the community contacts is you're engaging with the citizens in a time when they're not like in distress or in need. Right. So, you know, when you get calls for service, something bad usually is going on. Sure. Um, and so you're not really interacting with them in the most, you know, like happy or positive light. So now when we're just patrolling through the neighborhoods or going to the businesses, you know, they may have be having a great day. It's not like they're having a bad day. So you can interact with them in that kind of mm-hmm. sense. And so it gives them a different outlook, you know, on the police. Kind of changes the face of policing. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, sometimes, especially in our society today, people tend to think that police are bad, mm-hmm. um, that they're not helpful, uh, those kinds of things. But when you're out building those relationships and they're seeing you and they know that they can count on you, when you're helping them to resolve their issues, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, okay. Well, they're not bad. Mm-hmm. We like them. Right. Um, so let, let's talk about what you guys see as like the most important things to do with your residents. Um, is that just to be in the neighborhood talking to them? Is that working on resolving their issues? What 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 do you see as your priority? Um, I think that the priority... All- revolve specifically around communication. So um, with us going out into the community, being a face where they can talk to and address issues, um, they know that they can contact us. And then in return, us communicating what we can do or some solutions that they can help us with to resolve the issue. So it, it really revolves around communication. I, I agree. I mean, I'm a, I'm a communicator, so I think everything <laughs> revolves around yeah. communication. But if you don't have good communication then you, you right. you're just you're talking at each other mm-hmm. you're not working together to to help each other mm-hmm. right and when you don't have that like relations with them they may not want to call you to help resolve their right. problems because they may right. feel like you can't or you don't care mm-hmm. or it's going to create more trouble so when you do build that communication with them and that relationship mm-hmm. like you said they're more prone to call you and be like hey can you help me with this and not think anything negative towards it sure so let's shift gears here just just a tiny bit for a couple minutes. We're coming up on the holidays. Um, Christmas is getting ready to come up. Things change during Christmas mm-hmm. in neighborhoods and businesses. Um, so let, let's talk about that for a minute. What should businesses be aware of for Christmas? What can they do to help protect themselves and yet still not... Um, not go into defense mode, I guess, is a good way to do it. Because this time of year, we see a lot of um, thefts. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of shoplifting, that kind of thing. I'm sure this is something that you're working on with your businesses. Mm-hmm. So I always say number one thing is if you see something suspicious, call <laughs> the police. Yes. Or, of course, Crime Stoppers, of course. But if it's an emergency or whether it's a non-emergency, I always say call the police and I always give out the non-emergency number. Um, and if people can't remember the non-emergency number, I just aid to the call in 911. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, keeping, like, employees and shoppers safe, um, we know that, like, daylight savings time happened and it gets darker a little bit earlier. So if people aren't or people don't feel safe, you know, walking to their car or have a long distance to walk to their car, they can always ask stores that have security to escort them to their car. Or even us, they can call us and ask for an escort to their car as well. I remember a number of years ago, before either one of you were probably (laughs) in the workforce, um, because I'm very old. Um, I shouldn't say that like that. (laughs) But I feel very old. Um, 
I remember shooting a PSA with um, what would have been a neighborhood liaison officer, mm-hmm. a little bit different title. And it was all about going and you go to five different stores at the mall. And you don't want to carry your packages around the entire time. Mm-hmm. So you start taking them out mm-hmm. to your car. And if you're like me, my trunk is always full. Um, so people were putting stuff in their back seat. Mm-hmm. And then their cars get broken into. Right. Or, God forbid, you don't lock your car. We we have a little bit of problem with oh, not yes. locking cars. <laughs> like, throughout uh, the whole Chatham County. Like, it's not just the unincorporated area. It's everywhere. Yeah. Entering yeah. autos and unlocked vehicles. <laughs> so what is your advice to people when they are going to go shopping and they're going to five, ten different stores and they're going to be collecting all these great Christmas presents for their family and friends? What do they do? I mean, I would say try and take someone with you who can help you carry the bags. Or if you have to go put them into the car, put them, clean your trunk out before you go shopping. Sure. So put them in the trunk and then try and cover them with something. Like say you have an SUV where you Mm -hmm. can still see into the trunk, cover it. Like I have that security um, little like shelf thing that comes out and you can put stuff under it so you can't see it. Putting stuff in the open areas like the back seat and the front seat, um, is not good because that can make someone, someone's going to walk by and see it and then they're going to break into the car. Yeah. So trying to keep all of your valuables and like even the stuff you buy, you know, hidden, that's mm-hmm. going to be the best bet. So, And, and it only takes seconds for somebody right. to break mm-hmm. into your car and mm-hmm. make off with your stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing how fast that can be. Right. Um, we, I, I want to stop there for just one second. We'll get back to the holiday stuff in a second. But we talked about unlocked cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that that has been a, a big issue that you guys have been working mm-hmm. on. Um, as we're coming into this Christmas season, if people aren't used to locking their cars and now they're hiding the Christmas gifts in their cars because they don't want their spouse or partner mm-hmm. or kids to find it. Mm-hmm. But that just makes them a prime target to to be victimized, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, what I mean, obviously, lock your car. Right. So we can tell people every single day to lock your car, lock your car, but you have to be the one to lock it, you know. So, um, I mean, we put little signs out, picket signs in the neighborhoods, please lock your vehicles, you know, hide the valuables and the belongings, everything like that. Um, but it's just we need to get the community together in order to say, hey, we need to lock our cars because when we can say it all day long, but the community has to act on it, you know. And yeah, it's not absolutely. just um, items being taken. Sometimes it's vehicles being mm-hmm. taken because sure. some of those cars have the push to start, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, startup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they put the spare key in their car. Mm-hmm. So the suspect can come and push to start and it'll be able to go. They put a spare key in their mm-hmm. car so that it'll be easy for them to access it or whatever. But we're also telling them, like, don't put spare keys in your car. Like, just... Take your key, take your firearms, take everything valuable outside of your car, and lock your doors. So I, I, I know you. You saw my <laughs> face. Our, I was like, you, that's you left your day. key and your well, spare key. Well, the other issue car? with the spare key in the car. So on the newer cars, when you have the key fob close, it will just unlock the door. Absolutely. So they can leave the spare key in and say, "Hey, I locked my car and think it's locked," but someone can actually come because what they do is they walk around, and they pull on the door handles. Mm-hmm. Sure. They don't actually look and see if it's unlocked. So if they pull on it and it opens because that fob was in there 
And then when we come, well, I thought it was locked, but that fob was there. So they may not even find the fob in the car and be able to steal the car. Right. Um, but they can still unlock it because that fob is in there. Yeah. I, we, I actually had that happen, not in a situation where somebody was trying to steal something mm-hmm. out of my car, but my husband and I were on vacation. He was driving, so he had his car key. And I had everything in a backpack and we went into a restaurant and I left my backpack in the car cause he was paying for mm-hmm. lunch. And, um, I walked back out to the car and I thought, as I got out there, I thought, Oh crap, he has the key. I left my key in the mm-hmm. car. And I was like, Oh, I left my key in the car and I just opened yep. the car door and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay. Won't do that again. Yeah. That's right. how the thieves do it too. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, you know, but it, it was kind of an mm-hmm. eye opener for me. The other thing you mentioned is firearms in car. I can't imagine why you would leave your firearm in your car anyway, because I'm, I'm like super crazy and mine are always either on me or, or they're in a safe. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but people do leave their firearms in their cars and then they either leave that spare key in the car Mm -hmm. or they leave them unlocked and people are stealing firearms from the cars. That's. That's pretty scary. That is, because it gets into the wrong hand, and it's not definite that the firearm will ever be recovered, because if it's right. a regular thief, they're going to scratch off the serial number and sell it on the streets or Absolutely. So. And I, I, I'm, I'm reaching back a, a little bit far here, but I used to sit on the board for the working committee for Project Safe Neighborhoods, mm-hmm. um, which is all about illegal gun crime, and, um, you know, I... We were the iron pipeline, um, 95, right through here. So guns were being stolen here and they were being sent up north mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm sure that that's probably still happening. Um, that was a while ago. Um, and I don't keep up with that anymore. But you don't you don't want to be a part of the problem mm-hmm. is my is my point. Um, so, okay, we've talked about locked, <laughs> locked doors. Lock your doors. PSA. Just lock them. Please, <laughs> lock them. Um yeah, thank you, Nick. Uh, so let's get back to the Christmas stuff for a second, because that's much happier than than firearms being stolen from cars. Um, people are going to to be having family and friends over. They're going to be getting Christmas gifts. They're going to be getting really cool gifts mm-hmm. for Christmas. And then what do we all do? Put Throw the boxes them. in the front yard. Ding, ding, ding. And then when you're not home, the burglars see the boxes and they try to get into the house to get the stuff. Absolutely. That's what you were getting to. That's where I was going. <laughs> uh, I actually knew somebody that that happened to them. Mm-hmm. They had gotten this really fancy TV and um, put the box out for, for the trashman. And because it was a holiday time period, the trashman didn't come right away, mm-hmm. you know, because they were running a little bit behind. And somebody broke into their house and stole their TV off their wall. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, yeah. what should people do? Break down the boxes. So break, you know, break down a box, put it into the actual trash bin or take the trash boxes to the dump yourself. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And we have a number of places, transfer centers where you can do that. We have a Mm -hmm. recycle center, right? Um, The city of Savannah does curbside recycling. I Mm -hmm. think some of the municipalities Mm -hmm. do it as well. Um, So there's, there's a lot of way to get get rid of those boxes. Or keep the boxes in the house or in the backyard until it is trash time. You know, until the trash guy comes, then put it out for the trash person to pick up. But don't just put it out Christmas afternoon and leave it there until whenever they get there. Yeah, that's um, Mm -hmm. you. You don't want to lose your your toys on the first first week. I I know that's that's pretty bad. 
What other tips do you have for us that people should be aware of during the holiday season? Well, another concern is those that like to um, display their Christmas trees through their windows. So Uh they keep their blinds and their curtains open to show off their Christmas trees and the Christmas trees have gifts underneath them. And these suspects also look through windows and case houses and all that kind of stuff like that. So that's another thing that they should be aware of. Um, We also have a program that we call Extra Patrol, where when homeowners or tenants are going out of town for a long period of time, Mm -hmm. they can call up to their precinct and ask for Extra Patrol so that officers can patrol around their their area more often. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Is there information on your website about that by chance? I have to check on that. I'm not okay. sure if it's on the website. All right. Well, I know that you can just call the, your local precinct and just okay. tell them that you're going out of town and ask them to put on extra patrol. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it goes into the system. And so we have this little thing on our, like, r- reporting system where you have to check it to make it turn from red to green mm-hmm. each however many hours it wants extra patrol. Okay. Um, so the B officers will check that daily and then they'll go by and click it that they extra patrolled it. So it keeps track that it was being actually patrolled. That's awesome, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, uh, I can remember when I was at Metro, they used to do that kind of right. thing too. But I don't know that they had that kind of accountability. Yeah, with it. I mean they were doing it. Right. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong; mm-hmm. they were doing it. But technology, right? yeah, technology is grand <laughs> yeah. until it doesn't work, right? And then it's not so grand. That's true. <laughs> We've been there a couple times. Yep. So, what other things um, can people help themselves with as far as for the holidays, being on vacation, that kind of thing. Anything else you can think of? I'd say just make sure all your doors are locked. Um, you know, maybe leave an interior light on somewhere so that it doesn't look completely, you know, blacked out. Um, making sure maybe having a neighbor get your mail so your mail doesn't pile up. Because mail piled up, grass mm-hmm. overgrown, um, you know, newspapers just abundance in the driveway it gives people the illusion that no one's at that house so then it makes it an easy target so just having you know a neighbor watch your house um collect your mail stuff like that i think that's that's Mm -hmm. always great advice i mean some of that should be common sense Mm -hmm. but at the same time we get busy right and you need to be reminded Mm -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. um so we're we're in the final few minutes of our show here today um so we're gonna do what we call the final wrap-up I'm going to start over with Nick. Nick, you have any final thoughts, any questions? Um, yeah, I was wondering, do you ladies participate with any local schools, um, any programs where you visit the schools and, I guess, talk to the youth or try to mentor them? Do you currently have any of that going on, or do you plan on doing that in the future? Yeah, so um, I know I partner up with uh, Loop It Up, and what it is is that you get assigned a class that you read to weekly, um, and you go into the class and you read with them for an hour and it kind of, aside from reading, you have these conversations with them. They're little people. So you have <laughs> conversations with them. They want to know, you know, what you, what you've been doing or what's going on if you've arrested anyone or, um, what can they do to be safe when talking to strangers and all that kind of good stuff like that. Um, and then, um, I'm sure Danielle, me and Danielle both walk through the schools and try to build relationships, stop by during lunchtime and all that kind of good stuff like that. We're always looking for ways to um, have positive interactions with these. A lot of the counselors and people in the school, they'll let us know of events they're having and they'll ask us to participate in it. Um, So that's another way that we get involved with the schools, too, is through their school events that we participate in. Yeah, I think that is very awesome. You've got to have that continued outreach to to the youth. Mm -hmm. Um, We know from statistics and studies and everything that you have to reach kids young Mm -hmm. um, in order to set them on the right path. 
Um, and I think by you guys doing that, um, it, it's, it's so important that I can't even really describe how important it is. We actually have two initiatives coming up, um, a toy drive um, that we've partnered with Candler mm-hmm, Children's, the Children's Hospital. Hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, then we have a shop with a copy event where we partnered with the Board of Education and they're going to be selecting uh, some kids that might need assistance during this holiday season. And on the event day, they'll be partnered with the law enforcement officer to go shopping with the allocated budget from Walmart. So, oh, that's pretty we're looking cool. forward to that, too. Yeah, that 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 actually sounds like fun. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping like, that you will take. You should get this. I hope that you guys take lots of pictures yeah, and can share too. pictures with us, uh-huh. um, because I think that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad that you guys are doing those kinds mm-hmm. of events. So, okay, this is where we come to you for our final thoughts. Esquina, final thoughts for today. What what haven't we talked about that you want to get out to businesses, residents, visitors in Savannah? Um, I guess I'll just reiterate for citizens to look out for each other, neighbors to look out for each other and business neighbors to look out for each other. And if they see anything suspicious um, or anything of concern, they should just give us a call. Okay. And so the numbers to do that, obviously, 911. 911. The non-emergency number is 912-652-6920. Okay. If you can't remember the non-emergency number, just call 911. Okay. It's never a bother to us. And there's also the non-emergency number at dispatch, which is 912-652-6500. Yes. Extension 5. Exactly. <laughs> um, at least I assume that it's still extension 5. They redid their tree. Oh. Uh, so listen to yes, that phone listen. tree because it may be a little bit different <laughs> than it used to be. I had that happen to me the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also if somebody sees something that's n- not an emergency um, I shouldn't say see something. If they know something mm-hmm. um, about a crime or about a wanted suspect, they can call Crime Stoppers. Call Crime Stoppers, 234-2020. <laughs> there you go. We know that number all too well. Yes. <laughs> Danielle, final thoughts, wrap um, up. Maybe just that we're out here to help everyone. Um, so it's just important that you trust us. You know, we're not out here to make anyone's day bad or hurt anybody. So when you see something, you know, call us, like Esquina said, and... Just know that we're here to help you. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. We're, we're going to be happy to see you around the neighborhoods. It's kind of like Mr. Rogers, see you in the neighborhood. <laughs> um, we really do appreciate everything that you guys do. Um, and I've heard nothing but wonderful things about our neighborhood liaison officers, the two of you. Thank you. So I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of CCPD's family and see what you guys do and help you grow always let us know if there's something that we can do to help you here. Um, So, all right. So that's the end of our show today. Join us again next week for another chat with all things Chatham.